Hi, welcome back to The Uncommon Truth. My name is Luke and I'm filling in this week for Max, who is away. We're continuing on in our Kingdom of Heaven is Like season, and I'm joined again by Stephen Vicky today while we look at the story of the rich young ruler and how Jesus says that it is difficult for the wealthy to enter the Kingdom of God. Stay tuned for a sneak peek of this week's episode, and I hope you enjoy the show. But we put so much emphasis, 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 emphasis on being rich and successful. And, um, you know, Jesus talks about it a lot. And this one is, is a pretty sobering testimony yeah. of how difficult it is to have your money before Jesus mm-hmm. and um, wanting both. You can't have, you, you know, people say, well, can I be rich? Well, of course you can be rich. But I believe that everything has to be in play. Right. I mean, if you lost your money today, would you lose your salvation? You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit uncommonpodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into the uncommon truth. Here's what's coming up. All right, here we go. This is the uncommon truth, and I am Luke. I'm usually the producer, but I am stepping in today to cover for Max, who is unavailable. Unavailable. And joined as normal by Steve and Vicky. Hey, Luke, how are you? I'm doing well. This is going to be good. We this is a surprise. To understand an English guy, huh? Yeah. Correct yeah. English guy. Add some class and some culture. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's and what we'll I say. Sti- <laughs> we'll have a stiff upper lip. The world yeah. really does need more English people. That's right. So. Amen. I will say that uh, Steve often doesn't understand what I say. Oh, boy. And Vicky, one time when we were doing a healing with somebody, fell asleep and said that it was because of my voice. So <laughs> I don't know quite what's going to happen today. Here we go. You might fall asleep <laughs> well, or we, you might not under- be able to understand it. Yeah, either or. But I'm so loud, they should, I should make up for what Keep you lack. Keep them awake? Yeah. Okay. There you go. So if Good. I say, I don't have a clue what you just said. People just will re- smile. We'll just repeat it. We'll yeah. smile. Yeah. Yeah. No, what Steve usually we'll does. Well, no, it's my fault, not yours. <laughs> what Steve usually does in meetings, let's be honest, he puts his, his uh, hand behind his ear. Yep. And what does he say? I can't understand I, kinda, you. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. From what you understand. All that yeah. stuff you just said, I don't get any of it. Yeah. My, the other thing is that usually when I'm in the room just helping to produce, when you guys say weird things, I'm able to just laugh quietly but freely and... You know, Vicky often laughs because I do this and cover my face um, with my hand, but I can't do that on set today, so I'll oh, have to no, try to. Oh no, you got it. Yeah, you can't. You <laughs> I have to try to keep it together. Bring it in control, yep. and you are our fact fact yes. checker. checker. But you're here, so so here we I go. I guess Kevin will have to fact fill in the reins, huh? And Luke's been with us for what 150 years. It'll be what 20. 10 so we're on it'll be 11 years 11 years, well, 11 years now pretty yeah. much close that right now up. yeah and we're so grateful that um you came to the father's house as a teenager yeah now you're like 74 years old aren't you? <laughs> something like that <laughs> something like feels that. like it sometimes it feels like it. Yeah. no i just feel like that <laughs> praise the lord yeah. 
So we are back on uh, The Common Truth. We are still in our Kingdom of Heaven is Like season. I love this season. We've done about, I don't know how many episodes. I was about to say a number, and then I realized I didn't have any ideas. So. <laughs> and you're the producer. <laughs> We've done a number more, of episodes. More than, more than seven. Uh, yeah. Well, how many? 18. I nearly said about 20, and then I doubted myself. So. I thought he said eight. Yeah. I was like, I was um, so close. But we're going to keep going on this season for a little bit longer, and then we are probably going to move into a season on the letters to the churches in Revelation. Did you say letters? The letters, yes. Okay. Which will be, Letter, I think that'll be, letters. That'll be really oh, okay. fun. The seven yeah. letters. Yeah, I know seven. Steve has a lot to say on this. Seven letters Those in are, Revelation. Yeah. The oh, Revelation wow. which revealed yeah. Jesus Christ shockingly to us. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that wow. coming up in the next month or two probably good. but i think we still got some some room to grow in the kingdom of heaven is like yeah that's so good so today i'm going to look at luke chapter 18 uh the story of the rich young ruler or the rich ruler depending on your translation is he, gonna, is he young some say he's young some, some say some people say i'm young in this one it, just depends if there, it actually is uh, i believe in matthew isn't it what's the matthew scripture isn't it rich young ruler yeah i think it is, is it? yeah yeah, yeah. Same story? Yeah. Yeah. And so in one place he calls him rich, and here he just says a ruler. Yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> the heading in our Bible doesn't really exist in the actual scripture, though. It does say no. young. Yeah, young. Rich, mm-hmm. rich young. Anyway, so let's read. Okay. Luke eighteen eighteen says, A ruler questioned him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. And he said, all these things I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, one thing you still lack, sell all that you possess and distribute it to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. And Jesus looked at him and said, how hard it is for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. They who heard it said, then who can be saved? But he said, the things that are impossible with people are possible with God. Wow. There you be. There it is. There it is. Just interesting. You know, what's interesting to me is that Obviously, this man's been gone now for 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. So in eternity, his riches did nothing for him. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, he's gone. and um, But we put so much emphasis. 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 On being rich and successful. And, um, you know, Jesus talks about it a lot. And this one is, is a pretty sobering testimony yeah. of how difficult it is to have your money before Jesus mm-hmm. and um, wanting both. You can't have, you, you know, people say, well, can I be rich? Well, of course you can be rich, but I believe that everything has to be in play. Right. I mean, if you lost your money today, would you lose your salvation? I don't have very much money today. So. <laughs> I mean, but in theoretically, I'm asking all the people, yes. I'm asking all the people because I know some very yeah. rich people. Yep. And it's like I had a conversation recently with somebody and I said, well, do you think if your mom lost all her money, what would happen to her? Mm-hmm. And she's, she's a believer, and he said she probably would almost kill herself yeah. because her identity is so wrapped up in, in her money and her success and not being a burden to her children when she, grows, gets, when she gets older. Yep. So it's like, where's your heart? Is your, you know, 
where does your heart lay in, in your treasures and what you make for yourself? Or does your, does your treasures lie with Jesus? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Steve has something that he would like to say. Well, I think this is one of the, a very, a very, I, I, you, if one you listen the, much, you'll hear me say, this is the, a very important, you know, yep. is a, and, and they are. They're extremely important scriptures to look at. And, and this story is there's three synoptic gospels, right? And it's this, and What's the story is synoptic. synoptic. There's, they, 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 you read them Synopsis? and they, they follow along very much alike. Matthew, Luke, and Mark. Okay. Mark missing, a, Mark is very short compared to the other two. Luke is very long compared to the other two in terms of long <laughs> verses and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they're all the, fairly much the same, what Jesus says. And what he, what he tells him is uh, obey, the, obey the commandments. And he says, I do that, you know. But you still lack one thing. Wow. So people say, well, Jesus said you can inherit eternal life by obeying the commandments. And what he is saying to this guy is you still lack one thing to obeying the commandments. Right. And you lack one thing for eternal life. Yeah. So is it two two things? It's actually two things. When he says you lack one thing, it's like one thing for each thing. The obeying of the commandments you don't buy for the poor what you buy for yourself. So you do not love yourself as you love your neighbor. Right. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you do not obey the commandments. You're a rich man with poor people at your gate, and you don't buy. So go sell your stuff. Give the poor what you've given yourself, all of your possessions, and then you'll maybe qualify. But you still lack one thing. You have to have eternal life. You have to come follow me. Right. Every everything all of it is man finds the buried treasure and has to go sell all that he has to possess it the woman puts three pecks of leaven in the dough until the whole lump is leavened it's 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 an all 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 you know all in everything everything uh proposition and this is just another time which is how do i have eternal light go all in go all in take this seriously the rich man is also consumed by trusting his riches and believing he's important because he's rich or smarter than other people or right. more, more connected than other people. And he thinks he's superior. But everyone, rich, poor, and everything in between, have to follow Jesus. You lack wow. one thing, follow Jesus. So it doesn't matter if this was a story of a rich man, a poor man, a, a tall man, a small man. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of man this was. Right. It's just a, the the answer relates to him. Yeah. It's and he goes on to say, "How hard is it for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God? Why it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle? Because how do you get people to trust God for their housing, yeah. their provision? You know, like you see the homeless and you wince, man. But for the grace of God, go I. But do you trust? Is it? Are you not? homeless living in that tent because you trust God or because you trust you and that's what he's saying and and it's really in this particular story in all three gospels eternal life is the what's at stake it's what's on the table right and we don't pay attention to this no. we excuse it I want to be rich so then do I want to miss eternal life yeah it's like this crazy thing and am I arrogant enough to think I'd be the guy that would not let his wealth become what he trusted in. What it's really the, the most important subject in all of Christianity is, do you trust Jesus for everything? Mm-hmm. Is he the Lord of your life? Yeah. 
When we're little tiny kids, dad takes care of everything. Some dad's better than others. Some kids are better fed. Some kids have better uh, living quarters. Some kids get better clothes. Some dads take care of their children in different ways. Some are psychologically. They may get a lot of wealthy stuff, but they don't get any psychological support, any discipline, any emotional support. And the other kid who's poor might get a lot of it. And it's a little kid depends on dad no matter what. And at the end of your little kidness, your youth, your childhood, you got what he gave you, and that's what you've got. And we are supposed to make God our father. We are supposed, he's already our father. We have to come under it and live there and depend on him for everything. Uh, my favorite line in an offering is give a dollar more than you can afford. Always put yourself in a position where you can't make it unless he comes through to take care of you. Give and you'll receive. It'll be pressed down, shaken together. That scripture wasn't written for money, but it works with money. This, the, the whole provision scriptures, the whole host of provision scriptures of how he'll take care of you. Come to me, all of you who are burdened, and find rest for your soul. Well, that includes finances. That includes uh, possessions. That includes living arrangements. That includes relationships. Come to me, you who have been attacked, who are burdened, and you'll find rest for your souls. And this is a scripture where a guy says, all he wants is the prize. Mm-hmm. Can I buy it? Huh. Can I, you know... Can I do a crossword puzzle? If I get them all right, can I have it? Can I can I hit this box? Can I hit that box? Right. Can I check all? If I get everything checked, can I make it? No, it's you lack one thing. You must come and follow me. Mm-hmm. Which he said, come and follow me means really doesn't matter rich or poor. Deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. Holy moly, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Deny myself. No one else can take care of me. Right. He wanted that. You're good. You've done it. You're good. Yeah. Go live your life, kind of. Yeah. Thing, right? Hey, which box do I check? Just obey those. Okay, got yeah. it. No, you don't got it. You're gonna have to sell everything you have. Sell it and give it. Give your money to the poor. Take care of the poor. Then you've loved your neighbor as yourself, because your neighbors are poor and you don't take care of them. Right. You sit on a on a hill wearing fine clothes in a in a incredible house, eating incredible food, and you don't ship them out any right. food. You don't go out and build them houses with your wealth. I think we talked about it recently, but that story with uh, Lazarus, not the one that was raised from the dead, but the... The one the, that went to hell. Yeah. And yeah. That's the similar story, right? The guy just left him on his doorstep and yeah. didn't share from his abundance and then found himself right. in well, hell, right? Well, so can you have money and follow Jesus? I mean, it says it's it's like a camel going through the eye of a needle. So what's, what's, the, what's the secret? What would be the secret to um, having a lot? Because we live in America... And we we have things, so you know what's what's so what what's he saying? Well, what he's saying is so far different than what we have lived or what we get taught here. He's saying that you cannot have money, and uh, it's a hard one for me. And how do you wrestle that out? He has put a lot of money in my hands. Mm -hmm. He has put a lot of money in my hands, and I have been rich and I have been poor. But in either case, it is my my struggle and my I won, I got the gold ribbon or I didn't, is what is in my hands belong? Does it belong to me or does it belong to him? Do I lord it over you? Do I withhold it from his desire for that money to be used? Do I plan for my comfort or do I plan for others' comfort? 
Do I use my money as God's agent to bless the world around me? That's the key. So yes, you can be a person whose gift is making money. And yes, when you make money and you say, let's say you decide to live on 10% because you make so much, mm -hmm. that 10% can afford you an awful lot of comfort. But even that comfort, the house you built with it, the car you bought with it, is just a blessing from God because it's his car he's letting you drive. Right. It's his house he's letting you live in. That's if you are bought with a price. If your life is purchased by the cross of Jesus Christ, then everything you have has to belong to him. And the only way to believe otherwise is to take the other covenant that says that those possessions are given to you by God to possess, Which is the old and you just lay down you just lay down 10% as an homage for what he gave you. Right. That's a different covenant. Yep. We don't live in that covenant. Right. We live in where every parable says, this guy was given five talents. He went out and made five talents more. And when the master came back, all 10 talents were given back. Five plus five is 10. He gave them all back. This guy had 10. He went and made 10. It was all returned. Not yep. just the 10 he made. Not just a tenth of the 10 he made. Mm -hmm. It was all given back to the master. Yeah. In every story, it's 100% is given. Even wow. the widow's might, where he said they gave out of their wealth, and she gave all she had. Right. She gave more than they did. And it's, it's so clear that this is so well presented in the new covenant belief, but it is so unpopular in a Western world where comfort and power and prestige and what I look like to the world, am I successful, you know? Mm -hmm. I would much rather be successful at taking a young man who comes to me miserable and giving him some purpose in life and helping him find Jesus where he no longer feels like he has to go to university or he's a failure. He has to accomplish this and own his own home or he's a failure, but he has to give his life for God and he has to fall in love with Jesus. Now that's success in my book. And if my money, my, my see, I said it, we always say it, the money that God entrusts <laughs> go. to me, yeah, good. if that money is used to build people, you know, a crowd of people like that, Man, I'm, I'm so successful, but the world's never going to look at me and say you're successful. Right. Hopefully, at least the believer will. Hopefully, the church will. And it's my goal, and it's Vicky's goal. It's our goal to use our resources. Our house is wide open as we were building it. Why are you pushing it out so far, she say. Well, I'm thinking about a party with 100 people. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about a party, how many parties we have with 60, 70. Or you could all sit around the fire here and people could still sit over there. The pool area accommodating huge crowds. The other day we had 70 people at our pool. And I was just like, whoa, this is nuts. This is so crowded. But 70 people, I mean, it, it accommodated them and yeah. it was fun. And it's just like that's what we do with what we own is we we possess it for him. Mm -hmm. We we What's that word? Well, we used steward. to use steward it. Yeah. But um, that, that's, that's just, that word has just become such a cliche in Christianity mm -hmm. it really is his land and we found that out yeah hmm. and we found out that we've been successful let me just tell you you don't know if you're successful at this until you've seen great loss and you can say it was yours until you've been ripped off bad right. and you can say Lord it was yours to, it was yours when I had it uh, you could have protected it you didn't so I'm going to just accept that you now want them to have it yeah even though their heart is not right. And I personally forgive them for coming into here and taking it. Yeah. And I leave it to you. We told that story a couple weeks, weeks back, ago. right? About yeah, the, the, the doors. The, no, the, the house. The oh, forgiving the, oh, the, the debt. Oh, the guy go, stole the uh, house. The from, house actually stole the house from me. Yeah. yeah. And um, you worked with a bank to take my house. 
and um, I have to forgive him. And, and, and I did. I did forgive him the first day, but I have to remind myself, you know, mm. it wasn't my house he took. It was yours, and I bless you, Lord. Just got to fix your mic. I think I think it's really important. Um, what he said is that so how often do we say my money, my right. house, my things, my, my yeah. I think when he caught himself, I'm like, wow. I was just thinking, how many times do we do that? Yep. It's it, there's a really an ownership and and things own us. I mean, I'm we Stephen are not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not perfect, but it's our desire to to have it all in play and recognize that the Lord is the Lord of everything that we, he has blessed us with, not yep. we have. That's right. Everything he's blessed us with. And that's a, that's a really difficult place to stay in all the time. Because yeah. you just want to get mad when someone takes your this and d- breaks that yep. and doesn't say they're sorry. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult, but it's a difficult thing to continue to walk in. But it's so apparent, apparent as we read all these parables the money is everything yep because it's it's how we feel like we are successful and succeeded in life i used to be so proud and thankful that vicky's car i I could keep it going you know she never got stuck on the side of the road because i fixed it i took care of it it was a you know these are like beater cars Mm -hmm. 70s and i would be you know and i was so proud that i could keep this van going i'd Robbing parts off another van I owned. You and, don't, oh, okay. And putting Robbie. them together, right? You know, <laughs> I thought you were going to rob from someone else. So, I should let yes. you finish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so, the. Uh, You're not going to let that one down. So proud to keep these things on the road. And they were nothing anybody would want. But I was so proud to own this. Mm-hmm. And then we started being successful where I lived in, I had new cars and new trucks, right? And, and I built houses with new cars, and I showed up everywhere with a new truck, and it looked like I was so successful. And I preached the gospel everywhere I went, but I, it started to get to me. And then the economy crashed, and I crashed with it, and we've, seen all, we've heard some of those stories. But this one was really difficult for me. I literally shed tears <laughs> when I had to go drive. A sedan. First, it was a um, really old Colorado. That's right. I think it was 2012 when I drove that, 11, 10, I don't know what it was. Anyway, it was after 8, after 9, white truck. probably yeah, 9 white truck. to 10 I white truck. that I drove. Yeah. The, I ended up in this little tiny Colorado yeah. that I bought for an employee, and, and it was still a truck, though. Yep. Right, it was air still a truck. It was a pickup truck. It had air conditioning, it had air conditioning. Yeah. but it was a it was a very bottom line thing that is was now quite a few years old. And I felt like a dirt clod driving around. Like everybody sees me, everybody sees I'm a failure. And then I was able to trade that in and get a brand new Ford Escape. They had this yep. sale where they were just giving you almost free money to take a take an Escape, and I was able to transfer over to an Escape, and they let me buy it. I almost cried because my identity was so shook mm-hmm. that I didn't wasn't driving a pickup truck. Right, Steve without a pickup truck. Well, who is he? You know, and I got to tell you that was such an eye opening uh, event for me. That was like. Man, have I got my identity screwed up in success. Because me in a brand new escape, not a some junk escape. I had a brand new right off the floor, a, a Ford Escape. And it was, you know, so much better than what we used to drive. And I was just like, my identity now around town, it's a small town, my identity is I failed. Yeah, And it's like, I didn't fail, you know. It's like, I didn't make the economy crash. And 
it was just so difficult for me to get back around to, you know, I'm not a successful contractor. I'm a successful follower of Jesus Christ, believer in his principles. It's all his. And how come I'm not just one? I, I was being thankful, but I was wrestling with this other thing, my identity, which was not thankful. Right. And so how do I get back to being thankful and not letting the financial viewpoint of my, what, what, what I drive dictate how I let people see me mm-hmm. or how I believe people see me? And why? what in the heck is going on in my heart and in my head? It's, that's a, probably the event that made me realize that I was really failing in this particular verse. Mm-hmm. I really was thinking I was somebody because I was successful. Because I could run so much stuff with that much ease. I was yeah. so smart, right so talented, yeah. so successful, making so much money, doing yeah. so much good. And when I crashed, I was still doing most everything. But this identity crisis with the cars, trucks and cars, really revealed my tie to my wealth. Yeah. My, my the, the vision of my wealth as seen by the the community of Oroville. Right. And it was an eye opener. I, I, I repented in several different locations on several different occasions for letting that wealth go to my head. And I, I, to this day was not sure until this fire happened, I was not sure because it's so subtle and it's so powerful. But when I looked at my house having burnt down in a wildfire and I realized I don't feel it. I don't feel the loss of a house. I feel his presence and I feel his plan and I can say clearly it was your house not mine I lost nothing I still have you and that's the only thing that matters and I can see that I crossed over yeah I I believe even to this day and I'm I'm gonna be walking on eggs about this for the rest of my life I can see how easily you're seduced but I can also see how well I am and Vicki is we we are together at not being possessed by our possessions, but pos- but managing them and stewarding them, yeah. if you would, for him. I think if you really struggle with this, and I imagine if you're listening, you probably struggle with this. And I remember just, I remember daughter Danielle was really good at this. Just if someone said to her, I like, like her shoes, Nike shoes or whatever, she'd just give them, mm-hmm. give them to them. Or if they like your earrings. And I remember that's a really good practical thing to do. Yeah is just start giving it, giving away. it away yeah it kind of breaks the chain and, and i remember doing that and it's like you're almost like please don't tell me you like my you know whatever <laughs> yeah. but no that but that's selfish right but the truth is that you know i'll, we, just, I'll just wear worse things so nobody wants them right what yeah <laughs> yeah that's right i think oh I, that's funny what do you say i'll wear worse things oh, so yeah. nobody wants yeah, them. yeah that's it hey i'll wear the ugly shoes yeah. in case anybody yeah, asks case it, yeah exactly but it's it but I that's a practical thing out there if you're if you want to do something to say lord i will give i will give to any person who says they like x y or z yeah you know and it's it is really freeing because it's so subtle the love of money is so subtle, yep. and Satan uses it all the time. Creeps them. Mm-hmm. The world system says it's a world system that tells you that this is what you need and this is what you want, and yep. you buy into it. I was thinking as we were looking at the verses, the the rich young ruler valued his wealth above Jesus, right? Correct. Like Jesus said, give it up, follow me, and he right. said, no, I want this. And I think that's our ongoing struggle as to what is our most valuable yeah. I think thing for, in life. I right? think for him, that ruler part, yeah was the most valuable. Right. Uh, the position part, yep. the comfort part. Yep. 
And you know, at the bottom, the last line you read was that the things are that the things that are impossible with people are possible with God. Yeah. You've got to belong with God so that He can make that possible. Because if you're trying to do it, those are such that that position, prestige, comfort. It is so powerful. We, I believe, uh-huh. we may be doomed if we do not enter into a relationship with God where we surrender a hundred percent our our energy, our time, our our everything, our yeah. money, our pocketbook, everything into His possession. It is no longer I who live, Christ but Christ who yeah. lives in me. All things are Christ in me. That's good. And let Him show us that he's going to take care of us, right? If we never give him the opportunity, like you said, if you never give the extra dollar right. than you can afford, then you're never going to discover who he is. And I think we didn't read it, but maybe I'll just, I'll, I'll read it now. The, the next couple of verses, uh, verse 28, Peter said, behold, we have left our homes and followed you. And he said to him, truly, I say to you that there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or child for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times as much. Mm-hmm at this time and in the age to come eternal life. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, you only can discover his provision and his abundance if yeah. we are willing to give up the, and that's a quite a, how about that? How about that list? The yeah. house, yeah. wife, yeah. brothers, parents, children. It's I mean, really come good. on. Yeah. It's, Ooh. it's, it's such a hot, it's such a tall order. And, you know, he's talking to a Jewish man, right? Mm-hmm. So, and with prestige and he, so again, he ups the ante, you know, and for us, you know, we have gone through, and, and please don't hear that we're any better than anybody else, but we have lost uh, a, chi- a grandchild, and we've lost a pastor, and we um, and our house. And, it, you know, when those things happen, like Steve said, it's a real litmus test yeah. as to where, are you still going to follow him? Mm-hmm. Because I think before 2008 and before, and before these last 11 years, 13 years, I would have said, those kind of things do not happen to mm-hmm. Christians because you're blessed. Right. And when those shocking tragedies, traumas happen to us, we then have to reevaluate what we believe. Regroup. And regroup. Yeah. Who, who, <laughs> who is, is God? Yeah. Who is God? And am I going to follow him because my granddaughter passed away? Right. I thought, I, don't, yeah. I didn't think that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, ask anything in your name, you yeah. know. Um, and so... I believe in the last 13 years, um, in me, my relationship with Jesus has become so much richer. I think I know a little bit more mm-hmm. about him than I ever did. It's good. And and so this list is such a heady list that um, it kind of, it's sobering, actually. Yeah. I think about, you know, there's obviously the things that happen to us unexpectedly that show us, oh, wait, you know, Lord, I'm with you. I lost my house. I lost this. Yes. But... In the story, I guess, Jesus is asking the, the the ruler to give it up freely, right? It's freely. not being taken from him. Correct. And that's almost your, harder because your choice. You, you have to choose to give Correct. it up. And I, I think my experience of being uh, obviously an English man, leaving my country and my family and my mm-hmm. friends and everything I knew behind, it's, it's something that on face value is very hard and sometimes still is difficult. Sure. I, I miss home. I miss people. But what he's given me in return for that decision, the things he's used me to do, the way he's provided for me, Amazing. the way he's blessed me, is not something that I trade for having those things back. Yeah, it's good. And yeah. um, I think for some of us, you know, we we hear the Lord asking us to give up stuff and we're, saying, we're like, well, you know, what's, what, will, what will happen to me? What will I do without that? Maybe, maybe he's asking you to give more, give a certain amount of money away or move somewhere or do something. And it's very 
sort of like, Lord, if I let go of my comfort, I let go of my familiar things, I control my position, who am I going to be and what am I going to do? And I, I think, you know, I've said it a couple of times, but we're only going to find out who he is to us and what he does when we walk through that trust experience yeah. with him. Right? We let go. So it's good. The, the key phrase for me in all of inheriting of eternal life is give your life away. Yeah. Give your life now, what that means is we, I believe that Christianity communicates way more than 50% mm-hmm. out there communicates, invite God into your life. He will make your life better. He yes. will make, he'll bless you. He'll do this, this, and this. Now it's, it's crazy what he promises here, right? So re- receiving many times as much, and we really love to hang our hat on that, yeah. but this is after leaving wife and house yeah. and brothers. And it's, 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 it's giving our life to him. So really the conversion experience is not really what we say it is inviting Jesus into our life. It's giving our life to him. Yeah. It is no longer I who live, but Christ. My, my life was not being well managed mm-hmm. yeah. and I give my life to him. Yeah. And he be- takes over management of my life. I invite him into my house, my, my body, my tent. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be, I don't leave. I stay with him, but I give him control. It is his house, his rules, yep. my body yep. in here, this body. And it's mine because I, I was mine to give and I gave it to him. Yep. But when you invite him in so that it stays yours and he can help you make your life better, I don't think you qualify in this scripture here. And I think most of us who are here working in the gospel, working in, and just a, a vast majority of us, I mean, way, I don't even know of anybody, not, it might even be 100% of the people living in our community here are experiencing joy that they've never had, yeah. a confidence and a contentment they've never had. But more than that, they actually like themselves more because themselves is driven by Jesus. Right. And as long as he's driving the ship, as long as he's running the house, the house is much more likable. It's much more desirable. It's a much better house. Yeah. And you get to live in it with him. And the comfort you're looking for from wealth is never going to come close to the comfort you receive by surrender and submission to him. And we come back to what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul right. or to gain his own life? So you, you made your life better. That's really good. But you lose your soul. What good is that? How do I inherit eternal life? I give my life away to you, Jesus, for you to use as you will. Mm-hmm. And if that takes me away from children, I mean, we have a daughter leaving us right now. It's, gonna, it's just ripping us apart. And she's taking our grandbabies and just, oh, my gosh, our heart is being ripped. But we, so we're going to move to Arizona. No, we are not (laughs) because he didn't say move to Arizona. He said, pastor, the father's house, this is your call in your life. And you'll spend eternity with these people. Mm -hmm. You have a, you have a very short perspective on grandchildren. Yeah. They're going to be with you forever. Mm -hmm. If you continue to give your life into the kingdom of God. And I think that we communicate poorly on this one worldwide that our life is ours and he comes to bring him, bring, invite him over. He'll bless your life. He'll yeah. make it better. And the truth is it will. That's where they got this from. Mm-hmm. When you give your life to him, it makes your life better. Yeah. But that is not how you get eternal life. You're not, I didn't, I'm not serving him to make my life better. Mm. And I've seen a lot of cruddy things happen. I serve him because of how great he is, yes. how beautiful he is, yeah. how kind and merciful he is. And I give him my life because he knows what to do with it. Right. And, and so that's really the inherit. That's really the answer going on here. It, it really isn't about money. Invite him into your money and you lose. Right. 
give your money into him to use as he will and then and then enjoy yeah. that he uses it yeah. that's where you get eternal life that means you've given your life to him that's and all good. that you have in your possession and all that you control all that you have stewardship of it belongs to him and he says give the car away you hand the keys away and say i can't wait to see how this works out because when you give a cup of water you're going to get your reward many times more than the cup of water you gave yeah it just says right there it's a promise of jesus christ if you'll make your life his anything he takes and gives to somebody else you're going to be blessed so incredibly yeah. i think i think what we do what we really need to explain too is when you read the new covenant um we take it literally mm -hmm. we try not to dismiss anything that jesus says in context because it's he says it we really should believe it that's true and i'm i'm old enough um that i have seen so many people's lives destroyed by um, the love of money, the love of themselves, the love of success. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm always shocked when I, you know, Hollywood is a great example, right, of how many people have been destroyed by fame. Yeah. What the world is selling, the money, the cars, the houses, the, you know, the Instagram life. It's like, oh my gosh, I am so happy. I have a husband who loves me. Mm -hmm. I have a God I know. I have children, children who love Jesus. I have grandkids who are around me. I have, you know, you and all the people, you know, next to me. And I mean, that's real life. Yeah. What they're what they're peddling is not real life. No. And I don't know a lot of people who are truly, truly happy. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of funny because the world peddles us, and it's just it's we just buy into the lie. and we buy into yeah. the lie. I was thinking as Steve was sharing about the giving your life away idea that really that's the key to longevity or long, I don't know how you say that here, longevity. Long, you said good, it perfectly, um, longevity. As, as a Christian, because when we just invite them in to bless our lives, people don't really stick around. That's, when things are going good, they, oh, it's getting better. Then when it's good enough, they walk away. Or as soon as things go wrong, yeah. they, they walk away, right? And I, Whereas when we give our lives to him and it's his, no longer ours, that's when you're able to walk through the storms through the good days and, and the bad days you know, even just the, the that is the new covenant right it's given all of us mm -hmm. i think in the old covenant they they did that thing where they'd call out to god to save them and as soon as they were doing okay again they forgot they, about him right and that's what we again do. Yeah. was evil in yeah. the sight of the lord yeah. and it's, but this all in thing changes the game where it's like it does i'm with you no matter what yep and and that's mm -hmm. true and honestly we do want to live that way yeah we want to call on his name when we're in trouble we just had somebody just recently who was with us and then went out to the world and and just destroyed his life with alcohol and drugs and and his girlfriend was passing and mm -hmm. you know he wanted to throw up a um you know how you know sos mm -hmm. and a I hail know, mary a hail mary and i i know god loves him but the, but the, what he said was very interesting i will have a hard time how do you say it? i will have a hard time loving god if he doesn't i'm heal gonna have a hard time forgiving following. him yeah mm -hmm. it's like wow that's exactly what the israelites did didn't it yeah. and it's like through it says the rain will fall on the just and the unjust yep. you know you build your house in the rock because the storms are going to come yep. at our age our peers are dying we're just go we're, you know it's just the way it is yeah. people we're bound to die you know and uh it's like i want to build my house on the rock i want to give my life away i want to give everything I am so that one day I might attain eternal life. Yeah. I might attain it. Yeah. Run the race, get the prize. That's good. Mm -hmm. Paul, the apostle went to Rome 
risk being beheaded, which he eventually was on this journey just to preach the gospel to the leadership of Rome. Wow. They tried. As the other Christians tried to stop him and said, Correct. Hey, "Hey, don't, don't go." Do that. Well, he said, "Brother, yeah. when he went to Jerusalem, where they arrested him, and yeah. which started the process, they told him in Jerusalem they're going to stone you, yeah. beat yeah, you, whip you." He yeah. said, "Brothers, I am so willing to risk being beaten and stoned and 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 persecuted to preach the gospel." Be hard to the to the people there. Yep. And he and they were just no no don't go we yeah. need you and he we said you. you might need me that might be true but you need Jesus more and I have to go yeah. and I am more than willing to be treated this way to preach the gospel wow. and then there in the courts he said I appeal to I appeal I'm a Roman citizen I appeal to Rome yeah. and they said oh we would have judged you they were basically saying in one place we would have let you go but yeah. you appealed to Rome now Caesar. You're stuck. And now we're stuck. We have to send you on, which cost him his life. He was beheaded. And a lot of the letters we read were written on that journey to his death. They're so amazing. I believe Philippians called the Book of Joy. Book of Joy written in a dirt hole of prison outside of Rome. I can't think of the name of the prison, but on that journey where he's waiting for the, and he says he may even be on the way right now as I, you know, my death may be upon me. I am not sure, but I just thank God for the surpassing blessing of being able to preach his word here in this life. And then he says, I ponder this life and I wonder if I shouldn't be excited. They're going to take my life. I get to go home. Mm -hmm. But I think I'd rather stay and preach to you, but I'm going to leave it up to God. This is the kind of attitude. And in that prison, he actually wrote... I do all that I do so that I might obtain to the resurrection for not that I have obtained to it for I have not, but I do everything I do for the, for the surpassing hope of that glory, keeping, you know, forgetting what lays behind, looking forward to what lays ahead, keeping my eye on the prize, the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. And this is our example. See, Paul got what Jesus said, even though he didn't believe when Jesus was saying it. Right. He learned it later. He heard it secondhand like you and me do. Yep. And he's that secondhand hearer like we are who went and, and actually understood what Jesus is saying here. Yep. Give your life to me. Be mine. How do I get eternal life? Come follow me. Pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. Imitate me, be me. So we're without excuse. We can't say, "Well, we won't." We like to say, "Oh, we went around at Jesus in Jesus' time." We, <laughs> we, you know, we went one of the disciples. So we, you know, people like to say that and minimize the they do the responsibility. Minimize the cost, the yeah. responsibility. Yes, and and we do we do do that yeah. a lot, and we're guilty of it too. And I think again, if you are confused at all about what we're saying, our suggestion would be that you read the Gospels in context. Yeah. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John at least four times. Mm-hmm. And don't dismiss what Jesus says. Make sure don't you don't read other things. Yeah. Make sure you focus on the red letters because I think he talks for a reason. He does. Yeah. I definitely I'll never forget when I first moved out here taking that challenge of reading just reading the gospels as they are and, you know, listening to words of Jesus and being like, Well, that doesn't line up with what I thought I believed. Correct. <laughs> that doesn't line up with what I was over you know, and okay, over <laughs> and over. Yeah. You did. I know. It's yeah. just it's it's actually just spins you in a yeah. circle going, I can't believe yeah. that he said all this. And then eventually you have to say, Well if Jesus said it then and I'm a Christian then 
Shouldn't I be doing Christ, something about Christ this? Christ is Shouldn't in that word. Yeah, what are they going to do with Christ, that? Shouldn't I Christ. quit explaining this yeah. away and yeah. start just trying yeah. to do just my do best yeah. to follow it? Let, lead me, Jesus, you know? Yeah. We just had a buzzer go off at three straight up, and, and we pray on the hour. And what we pray is, thank you, Lord, for being in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for making your home in us. Yeah. We are so grateful for the life we get to live in you. Thank, for, thank you for we driving the bus running the show what how whatever metaphor you want to use but thank you lord for leading me and guiding me and the last thing is we want to be like you jesus, oh, jesus. thank you jesus we want to be like you yeah. to be like him i wow. mean whoa 46 years into this and i'm not sure i've come very far <laughs> it's it's astounding when you read what he does what he says and oh my oh, goodness lord, can help you help us. me become more like you more of a, instead of thanking him for becoming more like him, it's almost like, help. Yeah. As part of this hourly prayer that our phones buzz or our watch buzzes, mm -hmm. you know, and we're trying to do that around here, just corporately, just pray, Jesus. The, you know, some people are calling on the Holy Spirit. I'm calling on, I'm just saying thank you, Jesus, mm -hmm. for being in my life. I'm so grateful for you running my life. Yeah. And that's really, if you were listening today, what's the bottom line? Surrender, yeah. submit to the will of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ as found in the red letters in the Bible. Go read the seven letters in Revelation. You mm. will, your mind will be blown by yeah. what he says to those people. These are churches already believers. And he said that to them. Mm -hmm. And it's like it put a chill in my spine. I want, I want to go further up and farther in. I want to go deeper, man. I want to, I want to transform faster. I'm transforming way too slow. I want to go faster. Let's go. Let's get further. Yeah. Let's keep going. Let's run the race to the finish line and not stop before we get there. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And on that note, real quick before we wrap up, we have just launched on oh, yeah. Monday our uh, new online course for people's school of transformation, Light on the Move. On the Move. Please look yeah. that up. On demand. And on the Move. And it's on demand, right? Yes, it's on demand. You can watch it uh, wherever you go. You can sign mm -hmm. up. We'll put the link in the course. You yes. go to transformationschool.org. This course uh, takes really a, a deep look into the words of Jesus about salvation, about what it really takes to follow him, what it really means to give your life to him, and practically look at those things. And uh, you can take it at your own pace uh, as you go, or you can do it as a teacher-led option where you get some feedback from our teachers. And it's a video course with all kinds of cool topics like, um, you know, I think re repentance is one of them and forgiveness and all what it takes to really follow Jesus. So take a look at that. Is it, some, e is some, it easy for someone who's um, a little bit more elderly like Steve and I? Yes. Is you, it is it easy to, it's to easy do to it on your computer? Yeah, you can go on your computer or even on your phone or your tablet, whatever device, go to the website. They so, are sign fantastic up. teachers. Yep. Yep. I signed up right away myself. Really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm their pastor, and I still, yeah. I'm not checking them out. Yeah. They, they are amazing. They're world class. And yeah. I need to be fed, right. and yeah. I need to go further. i got to keep going. And it's shocking. They learned their lessons from me, and they went to Jesus, and he added to it. And I'm always stunned by these guys. Yeah. They're, they're, they're medium age, you know, <laughs> they're young end of middle age, and they are just phenomenal people that have given their life to Jesus and teaching these eight Bible studies. Mm -hmm. It's Right now it's half, you know, they're charging half the half price. Half price right now, right? Yeah, for an yeah. introductory offer. And I'm telling you. Do it. Get online. Do it. It's worth it. Do it. it. Yeah. What, what's the um, website? How do they do that again? Go to transformationschool.org. And from there, find the link to ST Light on the Moon. On and the they moon. can do it at their leisure yep. whenever they want. Whenever you want to watch it, yeah. Okay. Yep. 
And it's, Do you yeah. know if you're listening? It's just there, there is nothing finer than this uh, the words of Jesus to yeah. just teach you and lead you. And like Steve said, these are world class leaders, and we have the School of Transformation Light that which which we produce on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people over 50 going, and they're just. I talked to them last night. They Their cannot believe yeah. Yeah. what they don't know. Yeah, so we have School of Transformation full-time, School of Transformation Light, and now Light on the Move. All those options are available to you, but School of Transformation and School of Transformation Light do not start again until March. So if you're looking for something to do right before now. March right now, SFT Light on the Move is the best option Do it. You. Just don't stop. Yeah. Do it right yeah. now. If you have any it's confusion, half off for another month, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. If you have any confusion, this will help you. God yeah. bless you all. Yeah. 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 Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Luke. You did good. Good. Good job. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.